I know. Give me more, Brittany. Uh, give me more. You know, now that you're out of this toxic situation. Okay. <laughs> what a circus. I'm funny. I'm ready. I got my tea. It's a little hot. Progress. Ooh, spicy. (laughs) Nope, just green tea. I did have uh, some of the new Trader Joe's uh, harvest herbal tea earlier. It was very good. Interesting. You know, I've been seeing some TikToks about Trader Joe's lately, and I'm not convinced that it's actually good. I saw a TikTok that Nick sent me, and it was this lady who was just singing. She was like, I only eat frozen food from Trader Joe's. And I was like, that's a big mood. (laughs) See, I saw this girl that was like, stop telling me that Trader Joe's food is good. Everything I buy is disgusting. (laughs) I mean, no, I think it's good. I mean, that's, I don't know. I think I think it's good. Their frozen stuff is good because I feel like a lot of the frozen stuff out there in the in the ecosystem is not good or good for you. But I think Trader Joe's like they have interesting frozen things that aren't like the rest. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm happy with their frozen stuff. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They also have really really good like not frozen but refrigerated. I don't want to call them meals. I guess they are meals, but they have a good selection of stuff. That is only good for like a couple days. So it's like relatively fresh, but it's good. Like Nick and I are always up on there. Like um, it's like chicken verde enchiladas. Mm. So fucking good. So good. Wow. Pop in the oven for half an hour. It tastes like restaurant quality food. Wow. Well, the Trader Joe's by me does have a parking lot. And that's the only requirement I have for going somewhere because I hate street parking. <laughs> There so maybe I'll have to stop by. It's right by Sherry's daycare. So yeah, I was just gonna ask. Wait, I'm trying to think in Milwaukee where the wait, it's right by her um, daycare in Bayshore. Oh, right, right, right. That's a nice one. That's big. It's a big one. Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how are you? You're at um, your retreat. I am. I'm getting by doing lots of planning for 2022, which is exciting. We spent three hours this afternoon from three to six, starting our um, 2022 department work plan, which is actually very exciting because this past year I didn't have a work plan. So I'm happy I finally get one. That's exciting. (laughs) It sounds really stupid, but I I am like truly excited. (laughs) Well, that's good. And you're there for another five days four days um yeah I'm leaving on Friday I'm so still stoked days. about the fact that you told me before we started recording about your whirlpool tub I think that's great I'd be in that thing every night while I was there there's a whirlpool tub a whirlpool tub and downstairs there's a pool and a hot tub and the hot tub lights up hmm. is it yeah, a busy so- hotel like are there lots of people there right now no, it's actually a really small hotel, and most of everyone that's here is with our organization. So, oh, I love that. Yeah, so it's super fun, and we have like the entire conference space downstairs. Um, so yeah, wow, it's a, it's a lot of us. It's a lot of us. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> You're not gonna ask how I'm doing. Oh, sorry. I thought you would just offer it. That's what you always do. 
you know, sometimes a gal likes to be asked. Although it's okay. funny, I don't really have much to report on, so I don't know why <laughs> is being so up on it. Okay. I mean, I yeah, I have one week down to my new job, and it's good for the most part. I think the one thing that's tripping me up is like it's there's a weird line because they they say they value work-life balance, but also because we just started our main contract, we're kind of expected to be on call for things like reviews. So it's like, I feel like I don't have much to complain about because during the day, especially since I'm new, it's not like I'm doing a lot. Yeah. But just the idea of like having to maybe be on call for something in the evening is, is like in the back of my mind, but it hasn't quite happened yet. So We'll see, but I'm enjoying it. Otherwise it's, I like the fact that since it's a firm, I get a variety of projects on my plate and it's going to be like a revolving door. I'm not going to be doing the same shit. (laughs) Um, So yeah. And of course I get to be home again. So I love love that. that. Love that. Mm -hmm. We we love that. It's really taken out a lot of stress. So (laughs) I bet. Yeah. Honestly, being in person for this retreat has really made me realize like, holy crap, I really like being at home. Well, you just have to be like, like on, so to speak, when you're around your coworkers, even if you're friends with them. Right. No, this morning we did a, like every morning we do like an exercise with our like culture consultant. And yesterday everybody was like super pumped, like ready to go. Cause we were like so excited to all see each other for the first time. Like it was so cool. Cause a lot of our staff is like relatively new, like started after the pandemic. So like, we really have not worked together like at all. Um, so everybody was like super hyped. And then this morning we were all just like, uh, and our consultant was like, (laughs) there's like a weird energy in here. Like, is everything okay? Like how, let's do an energy check. Like what's going on. And everybody was like, we're just really tired. Cause we've been, <laughs> we've been with each other for 24 hours. <laughs> At least so, you guys have your own rooms. That would have been a little bit much if you had to oh share with someone for the yeah. whole week. Uh, that would be, yeah, absolutely awful. But <laughs> I do appreciate that we have our own rooms. Well, Can you hear this keep- table creaking a little bit? A little bit, but it's okay. not is it too like distracting. disruptive? I'll try and stay still. It's just like my body. No, it's okay. It's like every not, time I move. No, it's probably not any more disruptive than like when I set my my dog the table or oh. Shuri. Yeah, but she's like part of it. You know, she comes. With <laughs> yeah, the she's like she's in it. She's in it. She's yeah. in it. She's on the damn artwork. She is. We love her. Anyway, oh, we have kind of her. another stacked week. Should we get started? Yeah, we do. Yes, let's let's jump in. Okay, I'm going to pop right into my news. Um, so over the last couple of days, we have probably what is going to be one of the biggest news stories of the year relating to the Facebook whistleblower, Miss Frances Haugen. Mm-hmm. Have you read anything about this? Yes, I have. We were talking about this today and Dakota had a very graphic... Um, analogy <laughs> oh how so he was like she went up the anal cavity <laughs> ripped out all 60 feet of intestines and wrung them out we were like oh my god like he just got really graphic with it we were like, oh my god <laughs> okay well i mean apt um <laughs> no way yes yeah but i think what she did was very valuable and i'm hoping that she'll be protected under uh, because the she went to the FCC first, it sounds like, and there are certain protections in place for whistleblowers if they're reporting to the FCC. Of course, if you're 
Edward Snowden, it's a little bit of a different story. Um, <laughs> but the actual government. Yeah, they're about. like, ooh, they're but coming after the us. But if it's the government, that's fine. Well, that's the thing. Like, the government does not like Facebook, no, as evidenced by them. the when she testified before Congress um, today, actually. That's, like, part two of the story. You can tell that, like, Congress is, is it's hard to unite them over topics. But apparently, when it comes to Facebook hatred, they do not like it. So we'll see if they impose any regulations. But yeah, she she basically, she's been a, a data scientist there since 2019 and decided to resign recently, but not before secretly scanning tens of thousands of pages of documents from inside Facebook, which really highlighted the fact that they've been lying to the public about the measures they've been taking to reduce hate speech and misinformation, basically because, you know, what wins out over human interest is profits. Um, there's one particularly startling thing that I read in this story where one of the studies that was conducted inside Facebook, it says, we estimate they, that we may action as little as three to 5% of hate and about 0.6% of violence and incitement on Facebook, despite being the best in the world at it. 0.6% of violence and incitement has action taken mm. against it on a Facebook platform. And, you know, there's tons of other evidence too, of course, how big a role it played on January 6th in your insurrection, the genocide in Myanmar in 2018. It's, it's kind of crazy. So it's a very interesting story. And then, like I said, there's kind of a part two to it. Actually, there's a part three. Part two is the fact that on the same day, I don't want to say coincidentally, because I'm not sure if it is a coincidence. Allegedly. Of, allegedly. Well, I mean, yeah, but all of Facebook's platforms like Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, they all went down for approximately six hours yesterday across the world. Yes. yes. Um, As a person who does social media for a living and relies very heavy on Instagram and Facebook to get the word out about public school board meetings fucking on some bullshit this week <laughs> yesterday was chaotic yeah it's kind of crazy like uh, how much it affected not just the users but also like facebook itself apparently like employees could not even access like internal tools uh, they could uh, some of their like work passes to enter buildings weren't even working so they couldn't oh even get God. into buildings to fix the issues um <laughs> so apparently like you know, Mark Zuckerberg, the Zuck, he apologized. Apparently no user data was quote, quote unquote compromised. Yeah, right. But I just find it very, very suspicious. Like this is the biggest coincidental thing that on the same day it's this not, whistleblower we, report came we out. We know this is not a coincidence. He's out here burning shit up, deleting file. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still wondering like what that connection is, but it, just, I, it can't yeah. be coincidental. No, it can't. He's not that smart. <laughs> yeah so that's part two and then like i said part three was today uh francis testified before congress about all of this trying to emphasize the fact that there should be government regulation of facebook on behalf of the fcc which i think is quite warranted after all this evidence is coming out um of course there's also besides the hate and incitement on facebook she's arguing and making the case that a lot of young girls' mental health is compromised via Instagram, and Instagram's not doing enough to counteract that. So it's a lot of information, but very interesting and damning. Yeah, well, we talked about this at work today because we were like, 
from a professional standpoint, like at some point, it's almost inevitable that our traditional social platforms are going to become so so heavily regulated that it's going to be extremely difficult for orgs like us who are political and social issues based to share content or boost content or run ads on social media. So it's like now we're trying to explore other platforms that are not controlled by Facebook and are not being looked at with a magnifying glass by the government. So it's interesting, but it's, I feel like we were headed down this road from the beginning. Like social media was just such a huge thing. Like there's no way the government at some point wasn't going to have to get super involved. So. Yeah. It's crazy. Actually, I was reminded of Facebook's breath by reading these articles like the company's worth one trillion dollars has 2.8 billion users worldwide more than 60 percent of all people in the world connected to the internet have some sort of facebook account it's crazy yeah so we shall see i know i know there's more to come on this this story is not over but a lot happened in the last 48 hours right it's been a long week and it's only tuesday Yep. Okay. Moving on. Speaking of the government, we are potentially weeks away from defaulting on our national debt for the first time in our nation's history. Yes. According to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, uh, they call it like the X date. I guess that means like the go or no go date is October 18th. So if Congress doesn't get its act together, um, I mean, I think the Facebook issue is important, but I find it interesting that they made time for that so quickly, but not uh, right. debt talks. <laughs> but also this this plays to a larger thing about how uh, there's a reason why Biden's approval rating has been tanking because he's not he's not playing hard with these issues, like these very serious economic issues. He's not playing hardball with the people who are steering them, you know, like Joe Manchin, who's trying to single-handedly take down the infrastructure bill, or at least reduce it like by trillions of dollars. Like he's meeting with Joe Manchin and Nancy Pelosi in the Oval Office, and they're walking out of those meetings and basically like nothing's being done. So we still don't have a consensus on the huge infrastructure bill that would really boost the economy we still don't have a solution to the debt ceiling issue. So I'm just like, what is going on? Like, get your shit together. It's really infuriating yeah. actually on, it on is everyone's infuriating. No, I agree. It's incredibly upsetting. I mean, I guess, it, and it's difficult because this is why it sucks that we were really like forced at hand to vote for Biden, even though we all knew he was trash. You're trash, dude. Yeah. At but- Joe Biden. Well, it just seems like he's done everything he wanted to do that he could do with solely executive power, um, which a lot of people have been pointing out is basically just reversing what Trump pulled us out of, like stuff like the Paris Climate Accords and whatnot. And now that that's been done, it just seems like he thinks he can take a back seat. It's like, no, you like you are the most powerful person in the world. Like put these people in line, like these people work for you. I mean, they work for the people you know but he worked for us yeah in in theory but uh you know like take fucking joe mansion in your office and tell him what's what like this infrastructure bill needs to get passed especially since a lot of the bill is 
is green. I mean, not a lot of it, a significant portion of it is green. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of like a lead into the green new deal. I don't know if that'll ever actually happen, but I'm just tired of these wheels spinning in Congress, it's like get your shit done. And now we have just a couple of weeks until we default on our national debt. Yeah. It's honestly so pathetic. And it's so hard as just like a regular citizen that like we're set up, we're like voting. I mean, voting isn't, isn't where things end for us. Obviously there's a lot of other things we could do to apply pressure to politicians, but at the end of the day, like they are the decision makers and they will almost always decide in their own favor. So it's just difficult as regulars to watch things like this happen and like feel like we can't do anything about it. Yep. I mean, we, we can't really right now. I mean, yeah. we just kind of have to wait, which is sad, but we shall see. Speaking of Joe Biden, his VP, I actually, uh, I need to praise her minutely, but criticize <laughs> the political play. machine at the same time. So she was at an event at George Mason University. Mm -hmm. uh, it was to honor National Voter Registration Day. So this was last week. So she was taking questions from students and basically one student spoke up and said that they felt like there's a lack of listening on behalf of the government regarding Palestine. And I don't want to read the whole thing. It was a, it's a rather long statement, but basically that's what it's about. And this is what she said in response. She was like, this is about the fact that your voice, your perspective, your experience, your truth cannot be suppressed. It must be heard. Our goal should be unity, not uniformity. And the point that you're making about policies that relates to Middle East policy foreign policy, we still have healthy debates in our country about what is the right path and nobody's voice should be suppressed. And she got a ton of blowback on this because God forbid an agent of the US government even suggests that maybe Palestine should be supported. Right. Because of course, God is forbid. pro-Israel. Pro so I mean, I admire the fact that she seemingly spoke off the cuff and didn't just shoot down that idea, but I'm annoyed that it's such a big deal apparently that, oh, like, Kamala, she's unfit. It's like, uh, no, I think that's a valid, I mean, it's a valid. That's what our politicians should be saying to young people who are frustrated over feeling not heard about literally anything. Like if that guy would have brought up anything else, I would hope that she would have said something extremely similar. So it's like, people are not, people will find any way in to start attacking people, especially someone like Kamala Harris, who is a brown, black and brown woman. Mm -hmm and is vice president and is a Democrat, like they're just gonna find a way in. And this was their way in because it was like you said, slightly suggested that we should support a Middle Eastern country. That wasn't Israel. Mm. Right, yeah. right, yes. <laughs> so that's that, uh, moving on. Um, this is very short, <laughs> but uh, Justice Kavanaugh tested positive for COVID. With his crusty ass. Okay, apparently he was vaccinated. But as we know, vaccinated people can still get COVID, but- Allegedly. I don't know, his bitch ass. I, I mean, I would never wish death upon someone, but I hope he gets violently ill and survives. <laughs> Actually, I've wished death upon I a couple people, so never mind. I hope violently throwing up all night long. Well, also because- abdomen hurts. Apparently, another thing we're taking inaction on is packing the courts, which I think should be- Stated like we should increase the number of seats on the Supreme Court and also maybe just like right. rethink it because like it's a little term bit limits. Why the fuck is yeah. somebody literally dying while they're on? 
Yeah. So maybe, you know, I mean, sue me, but maybe Kavanaugh should bite the bullet so that we can get the the number of progressive to conservative justices equal, maybe. Right. Kavanaugh, time to retire. But also he's a rapist, so. Yeah, that too. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, my last story for news, and we're, we're easing, we're taking a, a hard right out of the political space and into a funny story. Um, so apparently there was an hours long search for a missing drunk man in Turkey. And he ended up in the search party and helped <laughs> them search for himself for hours. That sounds, like, that sounds like something my friend Murphy would do. Murphy, if you're listening, you, this is your energy right here. This is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like how did nobody know i don't know honestly I, though like it, it kind of makes sense like people really don't be paying attention they just they will do literally anything if it's a big enough crowd i want to read this quick blurb from the vice article according to turkish channel ntv when news of the missing man got out efforts to find him intensified in nearby neighborhoods with a large group of volunteers joining the mission the search party was calling out Mutlu, that's his name, for hours when suddenly a man from within the group spoke up and reportedly said, who are we looking for? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, hmm. <laughs> bro, what the fuck? <laughs> We've been out here. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was funny. Um, and that's the end of my news that for funny. today. Loved that. That ended really good. That was a good yeah. one. Wow. Was, yeah, it was a little dour there for a second. So I had to well, take us off just, that path. It's, it's been crazy. You know, it's been crazy. The world, it's a lot of fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Speaking of not fucked up shit, <laughs> let's talk about our girl Adele because we were just talking about her last oh. week. We were not right that she was going to drop a single before the Grammy deadline. However, we were right that she's dropping a single soon because today she dropped a teaser video and announced that her single Easy On Me is dropping on October 15th. Are you like a huge fan? I didn't know this. I'm not like a huge fan. I just think she's like a fantastic artist and like we've been thirsty for years and now she's finally, you know, quenching that thirst. She's feeding us. That's so true. thank you Adele plus she's she's gotten divorced I'm pretty sure since her last oh, album so this is going album. to be the divorce album yeah <laughs> yeah so <laughs> super excited she's also in a new relationship with a black man so love that for her yeah so very excited um if you haven't seen the video it's on her Instagram um or on her social medias so it's literally like a minute long less than a minute actually because it was on Instagram so yeah go watch it get excited get hyped (laughs) (laughs) okay Coldplay and BTS dropped a collab within the last week which I had no idea BTS is collabing with anybody. Literally like, everybody. Everybody. Literally everybody. I also don't like. It's always people I don't really have an opinion on. Like Halsey. I mean. Uh, what about Meg The Stallion? <laughs> Just kidding. They collab with Meg The Stallion. Wait, I'm literally wearing my Meg The Stallion shirt. Yeah, she's on the Butter remix. Oh, see. Also, I don't fun actually... fact: Did you know she had to file a lawsuit against her record company to actually allow that, like, for them to actually allow her to release the um, remix of their song Butter? which is crazy, but no. Yeah. Um, but also yeah. I'm just not that familiar with BTS. I, I'm, I'm going to get like attacked for that by all the K-pop <laughs> stands, 
but I don't actually know. Like, I just don't know. I'm sorry. Well, no, this is what's interesting about BTS is that they almost are always at the top of the charts, especially for like new releases, um, which is what I'm going to talk about in a second. But I think it brings into an interesting perspective how like the American music industry does. I mean, obviously the American music industry is huge, but the K-pop sector of the music industry is just insane, like will dominate every single time. And they've done it again. The collab with Coldplay, which also, sorry, really quick. Did y'all know that the last time Coldplay was number one debuted on Billboard was Viva La Vida? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, name me a song that they've, well, that's not even true. They had that Bob, like. Um, the Chainsmokers song. No, not that one. What's the oh. one where the music video I mean... was the monkeys? <laughs> the music video had monkeys in it. And they went like, ooh. Ooh, I don't know, some <laughs> shit like that. That was kind of a bot, but I don't remember the name of it clearly. <laughs> well, this is their second number one debut on the Billboard Hot 100, and it's called My Universe. And they actually, oh my gosh, I can't talk. They actually made. <laughs> you got this. Edit that out. Um, <laughs> they actually made history this week by becoming the first ever chart topper by two coal build led groups. And I had to Google this term because I was like, what the hell does that mean? I didn't really find an answer, but based on what I saw, I'm pretty sure it means that everyone in the group is paid the same for both groups. So that means that everybody's making bank. And it's the first time in history that a song by two of these equitably paid equality pay groups is making it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Let me tell you, this seems like a complete record that their agents were like, okay, what can we, what can we discover that we can say this set a record for something? <laughs> like, yeah, that well, was a also, long explanation. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But the thing is too, like, because billboard, like all they talk about is the music industry, like little shit like this, they'll be like, oh my God. So it's like, yeah, whatever. Like this is all they have to talk about. So I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> and I originally didn't have anything on the chart data this week. So I was like, huh, I'll add this in. Okay. Um, I have a few more things to mention, but they are all in relation to the Grammys. So like I said, last week, the Grammy deadline came upon us. And so pretty much everything that's been dropped, as far as we know, nobody's pulled a Frank Ocean and like forgot or just chose not to submit for the oh. Grammys. <laughs> so just assuming that everything that we have heard this year is going to be in consideration, who do we think is going to get some nominations? Like, ah, we, had some, <laughs> we had some good music this year, I think, personally. And I think that the rise of TikTok and music on TikTok is going to heavily influence who gets nominated. Because even if it's like a stupid ass song, it's TikTok is actually influencing how people move up and down on the charts. And that's important unless you're the weekend. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw that in there. Um, so I guess I have some predictions and then I would love to hear yours. Uh. So I think like some of the obvious ones are going to be like Lil Nas, Lil Nas X's album. <laughs> I'm going to start only calling him Lil Nas X. <laughs> <laughs> Montero, Casey Musgraves album, just because like they loved her last time. 
I'm not because I liked it, but because I know how Drake always does at the Grammys, you know, they're going to like suck his dick and give him whatever <laughs> he wants. So certified lover boy. I'm really, really, really hoping that Doja Cat's album gets a decent amount of nominations just because I think it was a really good album. Aren't you going to be talking about that later? Maybe. Oh. Um, I think it's a great album and I think it's a really great like fusion album, like genre bending type of album, because like you can hear R&B, you can hear rap, you can hear like this new type of like internet, like electro style of music. Like it's, it's a perfect blend and it perfectly, it represents who Doja Cat is as an artist, but also like makes her a serious, like makes people know now, like you need to take Doja Cat seriously because she's not just dropping goofy ass tunes anymore. Like this is awesome um and then yeah like i said more tiktok sounds getting nominations in particular i'm thinking of that one song with justin bieber that's like i'll be fucked up maybe you get me right in the same oh yeah like who's listening to that unironically not a lot of people but it's on the charts right now because it's been all over tiktok and there's like a dance trend and whatever i mean if you like that song good for you it gets stuck in my head all the time just because i hear it all the time on tiktok and it's a little catchy but i wouldn't be surprised if that song got a nomination so yeah who are you thinking i know i'm kind of putting you putting you on the spot well yeah i think casey will definitely get nominated for something because i feel like if you win album of the year your next project is just probably likely to get nominated it's interesting because it definitely still has shades of country but it's not as country as golden hour so i don't anticipate it being nominated for album of the year but it will probably get a bunch of country nominations um, yeah i was gonna say i think it might get pop nominations oh really well, yeah you don't think it's too competitive for that well the thing is too we've learned from justin bieber's ass complaining and bitching and moaning that the artist doesn't get to choose what categories their works get nominated in it's the actual recording academy oh. so I think if they think she can play up there with the the big dogs in the pop category, then I think she could win. Maybe we'll see. Do we think that Olivia will get any nominations? Because I listened to Sour a lot. I think that's a really oh my good gosh, album. yeah, honestly, and I think she could definitely be a contender for the big four, like how Billie Eilish won all of the big four. If you guys mm-hmm. don't know, the big four is Artist of the Year. No album record song <laughs> album record song and best new artist and billy eilish won all of those last year so i think olivia rodrigo could do it again i think that little nas x is uh, little nas x little nas is x. is probably going to win artist of the year or no best new artist i'm sorry i did it too shit i'm like is this <laughs> the vmas no <laughs> i think he's probably going to win just because there's more I don't like, I guess at stake. And also I do think that Olivia's flubs in terms of live performances are going to kind of like affect how people view her. I'm sorry, but I mean, she hasn't had the best live performances. No. Um, When do nominations come out? Um, Are they, is that like a January thing? I can't remember. Hold on. Grammy nominations, 2022. It might be a little Uh, bit Yeah, January 31st. Oh, okay. Right? Oh no. (laughs) Sorry, <laughs> I'm supposed to be the expert. January mm-hmm. 31st is when the Grammys are. Uh, 
nominations will take place on November 23rd of 2021. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just in time for Thanksgiving. Wait, to, to be no. Best New Artist, do you have to not be nominated before? Yeah, oh no, you can't be nominated multiple times for Best New Artist. Please, they would never Maybe allow Maybe it'll that. be Doja Cat. Has she been nominated? Um, She was nominated last year. Oh, never mind. I just don't think it's yeah. going to be Olivia. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think it could be Olivia, though, because like she's making bank. I'm telling you, it's those live performances. I think it's going to shoot down her shot or shoot down her uh, hopes. This is the recording <laughs> academy, not the live right. academy. Well, we'll just have to see. What's this about Cardi B? Oh, yeah. So also people noticed and were upset by at first the fact that WAP wasn't nominated for any Grammys last year. And Cardi B said, don't you worry. You can resubmit a song that already came out if it's re-released as an album. So she said, I'm not going to submit WAP until I drop my album. And she swore she was going to drop her album after she gave birth. Uh, baby, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> a few weeks? <laughs> Damn. Shame her. Me, who has never had a child, at a woman who has two children. Um, okay, but for real, though, the album has been done. Like, the album is already done. It's been done for, like, years. How do you know? Because I followed Demois. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Cardi, we're waiting. We're waiting, ma'am. Sorry. Did you hear that? Yes. Okay. Let me put my phone on. Do not disturb. Or my, okay. I feel like my laptop, my laptop. I feel like my throat's been making a bunch of weird noises. So it's just going to be a weird noise episode and that's fine with me. My couch is making noises. I'm... Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm hyped for the Grammys. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Cardi B, please drop the album. But now that Adele's dropping music, it's like, ugh. Now we're going to have to wait forever. Did you know that that's why Rihanna's last album didn't release until like later than we thought, which we won't even go there. But Rihanna <laughs> delayed the say. release of her album Anti because Adele was dropping new music and she was like, oh, let me not. Let me not. Like, <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, a very good idea. And it worked. So everybody's fucked. We'll see. But TikTok, Cardi. One last thing. Sorry, I'm taking forever. Actually, I'm not sorry. This is my podcast too. Um, <laughs> exactly. She only got a couple of nominations last year because her album didn't make the deadline. And so and now she can submit her album. So it's like good, good news. news. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got my Meg sweater on again. Um, so yeah, we're hoping for good news. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But I'm 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 rooting for Meg. Yes, I would imagine so, since you're wearing her merchandise. Yeah, I love her. Wow, okay, great. Should I move on to entertainment? Yeah. Also, I think about this every week, how, like, entertainment is such a broad term, because I feel like music is also entertainment, but I also don't want to limit it to just movie stuff, so I'm just going to keep calling it entertainment. like, when you say the entertainment, like, when you say the entertainment industry, like, you don't think about music, you would just say the music industry if you're talking about music. That's a good point. You're smart. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, a big story this week. We talked about it last week, how IASI, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, uh, I believe there's just be an and in there, and this article left it out. Anyway, we talked about how last week they were preparing to vote on a strike, and a vote happened. 
So 90% of the union turned out. Again, this union has 60,000 plus members. So there was 90% turnout. And of that turnout, 98.7% voted in favor of a strike. So basically that gives the president of the union authorization to call a strike that can happen anytime. But this vote, it's not really like, I mean, the value of the vote, believe it or not, is not necessarily in giving clearance to strike. Its value lies in the fact that this can be used as bargaining power towards the studios to actually get them what they want. Um, Now, if they did strike, I believe that the strike would be over very quickly because it would quite literally shutter the industry, except I learned, except for uh, HBO and Showtime specifically, because they have a separate contract situation so they would be able to continue production for some reason but like basically all of the film studios television live tv live tv would halt which is interesting um a lot of stage productions fans would are quaking yeah so <laughs> it's a big deal it's never happened before um so we'll see what happens but again a strike can be called at any time so we'll see big news another piece of big news scar joe reached a settlement with disney last week if you recall, I mean, our podcast was not on at the time, but ScarJo sued Disney because mm-hmm. of box office participation for Black Widow. Ergo, she didn't get any because it also released mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. So they reached a settlement. It was strange to me because the settlement was not disclosed. It happened relatively quickly because that lawsuit is only like two, two and a half months old. Yeah. And the statements that they both released are like we're like too happy oddly positive yeah it was saying we can't wait to work again together even though they had said before they weren't working with her ever again Hmm, funny yeah but also like real talk if i was disney or or literally any other big studio i don't know if i'd want to work with her because i would be nervous that she would sue again i mean she whether we like it or not she has clout like she's one of the few name actresses that can pull in an audience these days so yeah, the statements were oddly positive and it just made me think like, oh shit, maybe Disney like does see value there. There was a story before the lawsuit that she was, her next big project with Disney after retiring from Black Widow was that she was going to produce and star in a Tower of Terror movie. And everyone just assumed that was off the table after the lawsuit occurred, but specifically in Disney's statement, they said, we look forward to working together on a number of upcoming projects, including Disney's Tower of Terror. So they're actively like, oh no, that's still happening. Interesting. I just think it's a little strange. I would love to know what the settlement was. Okay, I've been, I've been seeing from multiple sources that it was 40 million. I mean, that would make, that, that scans because she wanted 50 she million. She asked for 50, yeah. So I can't imagine they would give her more than what she asked for. Yeah. So... Yeah, I guess we don't officially know, but I've been seeing some like multiple like uh, internet sites. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> multiple <laughs> internet. Multiple internet sites. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like we're going to be getting that Tower of Terror movie and it looks like the doors open for Black Widow cameos in the MCU in the future. Ugh, that movie better not be trash. What movie? Tower of Terror. Oh, I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> They're having this like really like new thing. I feel like they've realized now that people are kind of tired of them remaking animated movies. So they're like, okay, fine. We'll make movies off of like Disney parks shit. And 
Like I heard Jungle Cruise was good, so I don't know. I didn't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got nothing's, a excited. <laughs> nothing's gonna come close to Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy. Let's be real. Starring Eddie Murphy. <laughs> movie slaps. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. So Venom, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, opened this past weekend domestically to the tune of $90 million. This is noteworthy because this is the largest domestic box office opening of the pandemic era. It is the largest domestic opening since Rise of Skywalker in December 2019. You're joking. That's how much the pandemic has shuttered the theatrical movie industry because that was almost two years ago and you know pre-pandemic we were we were getting films that would gross a billion dollars films that would open over 100 million easily easy peasy yeah so it's interesting to me that venom 2 is the one to do this and and also there's lots of caveats to this so not only is it the biggest pandemic era opening it grossed more than the first film in the (laughs) opening weekend which is so it's just like you did that during the pandemic Right. Well, and I think two people were like, well, I don't know, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But the first one, I think maybe some people were like nervous about. I think Sony's been getting better recently. Maybe. Were people not nervous about it? I don't know. Uh, here's what I think happened. Because we all heard about that end credit scene before the movie came yeah. out. I, I think Sony did made sure that people knew about that intentionally to get because i am an MCU. they had to they had to we're mcu fans you and i were not planning on seeing venom 2 this weekend so i think sony was like oh let's get that out there and they even made um they made a poster with venom like going shh and it said no spoilers so i feel like all that they managed to drum up that amount of box office but it's shocking to me because that's higher than the two mcu films that have opened this year granted black widow was also on disney plus for a fee but like shang chi was theatrical only and venom 2 grossed far more than it in its opening weekend that might because of be because of racism racism yeah Um, yeah but yeah especially since venom 2 didn't get particularly great reviews it's just interesting (laughs) really yeah it's it's rotten on rotten tomatoes just like the first one really yeah wait i thought people liked the first one I mean, I watched it recently and I thought it was like silly fun, but it's not like mm. good. <laughs> um, so <laughs> interesting. I've never seen that's so interesting. I feel like every time I hear people like talking about it, like I'll have to look up like audience score versus critic score too. But I feel like I've heard anytime people like talk about it, like they loved it. So that's interesting. Yep. And uh, no spoilers. But it does appear that Venom is now technically in the MCU after the events of this film. So mm, that's that's a spoiler. <laughs> well, I'm no not, spoilers. I'm not but telling. Spoilers. I'm not telling people how. I'm not Everybody knows. <laughs> I think y'all can take a guess as to what happened. <laughs> yeah, we might be seeing him again really soon. Anyway, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> Looking at sorry, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now. Audience score for the first Venom is 81. So. percent Well, that's because like people. Let's be honest. I'm gonna make a mean statement. The average American moviegoer is stupid, and they're like, well, of course, you're not oh. looking for stuff. But you know, <laughs> but let's also look at like Black Panther has a horrible audience score because people are racist. <laughs> I just think. I mean. Uh, maybe it's just me because I'm a quote-unquote film snob but I think audience scores on these websites 
have literally no merit or value. Why the fuck do I care well, what the no. average plebeian has to say? Uh, well, okay, here's the thing though. <laughs> um, I was looking at the audience score in this instance because I was just saying like, every time I hear people, people talk about Venom, it's good. And so I was like, oh, let me look at the audience score because that would be like, who is talking about it? That's saying it's good. You know, like I'm not just friends with idiots, like clearly audiences oh. like to this movie because like you said, they don't, I mean, they're not looking for the same things that critics are looking for. They're just looking to have a good time. And I'm sure they had a great time at this movie. It's also I, probably I a lot of saying. bros. And I feel like Venom is kind of yep. a bro thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Eminem I, yeah. did like the main song for the first movie. Mm, yeah. That's very bro. Isn't Eminem gay though? Huh? Eminem, the rapper. I've never heard of this. We'll have to yeah, do I think some he's Googling. Gay. Mm, interesting. Allegedly. We'll talk about it next week. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. But but he said he's on Grinder. Huh? Yeah. You're blowing my mind right now. No, I never well, well we this. can talk about it off 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 camera. Off camera. Yeah. I need to have <laughs> we need to discuss this. I've never heard of this. Anyway, uh, next story. Britney Spears' dad has been suspended from her conservatorship. <laughs> it seems that we're not quite out of the clear yet and it's just a little a little spitches a little spitches i don't know if you've seen her tiktoks recently but it's still giving very much like chaos uh, well i don't i'm trying to think of a, of a pc way of describing it i don't want to use the word like crazy or anything it's just she still seems very like trapped controlled Maybe people are suspicious of her man now, like the one she just got engaged to. Oh, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I truly believe maybe the best path for her would be like substantial therapy. Cause it's clearly, it's clear that the conservatorship has really like messed with her self-perception. Yeah. I'm talking like I'm some like psychologist, but <sighs> she's just not the way she used to be, you know, and that's clear to see. Well, yeah, it's hard because I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing. Like was the way that she used to be like worse for her as a person? I guess like we will never know the answers to these questions. That's true. I just want more music. I know. Give me more, Brittany. Give me more. You know, now that you're out of this toxic situation. Okay. (laughs) What a circus. <laughs> I'm funny. Yeah, you are. Okay. Um, my last entertainment story for the week is actually a gaming story. Oh, we love gaming. Yeah, well, you love I, gaming. I like watching. I love gaming. Yeah, I, I've been very conscious not to include too many gaming stories, but this one I think what? is kind of a catch-all. Include well, because gaming. it's it's not a huge audience for us. I feel like. Uh, I don't know. We I'm anyway. I'm slightly interested in these casting oh. in, these casting news on the God of War Ragnarok. Oh. Oh, 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 she knows. I know because I, oh, I remember watching you play God of War. Mm-hmm. That's a good game. I'm excited for the sequel. Uh, yeah. But I might not be able, well, no, I'll be able to play it because it'll be available on PS4 and PS5. But if it was PS5 only, I might not be able to play it, which leads me which to my story. Broke ass. No, it's because <laughs> there continues to be a chip and therefore a console shortage. And it's made this whole launch of the new generation unlike any generation launched before it because previously like you know we went from 
PS2 and Xbox to PS3 and Xbox 360. That was a very clean break. When we went from PS3 to PS4, that was a clean break. But now it's because of the pandemic, there's this chip shortage. It's really hard to get one. But at the same time, like apparently it was one of the best console launchers in history. I don't know how that happened, probably because of the scalpers. But basically, because it's impossible to get PS5, Xbox Series X, like the new consoles, scalpers have been selling them at crazy rates. Like I think a PS5 goes for $399 and Xbox Series X, I think goes for the same, but scalpers have been selling them for upwards of $1,000. Oh my God. I don't, it shouldn't be legal, but I don't know. Yeah, um, what? And it's only so, going to get worse because the holidays are coming up. Exactly. Like it still blows oh, my mind that chaotic. it's almost been a year since these consoles have launched and I can't still easily Seriously. go to a store and buy one. It's ridiculous. So my story is that now Amazon is getting in on this game. So oh, there God. are, you know how you get the little prime with the little check mark for mm-hmm. some purchases. Okay. So now there are prime enabled purchases of this story is particularly it's focused on Xbox series X. I don't know if this is happening for PlayStation five consoles, but for Xbox series X, you can now get like prime applicable purchases of scalper consoles essentially so it's essentially like amazon is substantiating these third-party sellers by putting that prime check next to them basically giving their stamp of approval and yet again you go on there and it's like used one thousand twenty nine dollars one thousand sixty two dollars with prime you can get it tomorrow bye it's it's a question (laughs) of like okay well now amazon is condoning scalping behavior basically and and in no way is that ethical like uh, scalping is it of course scalping is a product of capitalism it's not ethical at all i why would i spend eleven hundred dollars for a system that should be four hundred but so the thing is is that people are paying that like the the demand is so high people are paying that and they shouldn't be right stop paying that and then people will stop buying but also i get it because it's like people want these new consoles and there are some games that like you need a new console to play them. They're exclusive to the new consoles. So I get it. Well, that that's what I was saying that like going back to God of War, Sony for their first party games for like the next year, they actually are for the most part playable on both. So like the second God of War, the next horizon game, but that raises the question of like, okay, well then if I can play these games on my, like, so a base PS4 is eight years old. I can play a game coming out in 2022 on an eight-year-old system just as well as I can play it on a less than one-year-old system. So it, people are yes. like, should I buy a new console generation? Yeah. If I can still play these games? Right. Anyway, it's a whole thing, but I just find it very interesting. And I do want a PS5. Thank you very much. Um, I have a question. Yeah. If for if for whatever reason the price of an Xbox Series X drops tremendously, would you ever purchase an Xbox over a P over a PlayStation console? No. (laughs) No. No. Why? Okay. Is it like an iPhone Android thing? No, it has nothing to do with interface. It's it's all about the games because Sony's collection of first part, when I say first party studios, it's like the, the developers they own. So those games are only going to be on PlayStation. Mm. It's just superb. Like they those own like the good games. They own Naughty Dog, which has made the Last of Us games. Mm. They own 
Gorilla, who's made the Horizon games. They own Santa Monica, who's made the God of War games. Like they own all these studios that produce like amazing content. And Xbox yeah. just doesn't have that. I'm sorry, you have Halo and so what then, else? Yeah, do you think people who have Xboxes almost like have to also have a PlayStation? I mean, like, they must they be were missing smart, out on a lot. Yeah, what? Save your money and just get a PlayStation that's going for a thousand dollars on Amazon right now. Jesus Christ. I'm hopeful. I'm I'm hoping I can get a PS5 easily in the next six months. I'm hoping for you too, bro. We'll see. I want one. Anyway, mainly, well, actually, funny enough, the main reason why I want one is because apparently the controller is super dope. It has (laughs) this feature called haptic feedback, where it's not just like vibration in the controller. It's, it's very finely attuned. So like, if you're playing a character and you're walking in the game, let's say you go from like grassy ground to like walking on metal apparently Does the vibration the- yeah the vibrations in the controller will change based on what you're walking on or what you're hitting and that sounds you're super kidding. dope to me. i know technology my cousin has a ps5 i should ask him how did he get that now he's spoiled <laughs> anyway that's my entertainment stories for the week Crazy, crazy. I think you should definitely include more gaming content because this is interesting to me because I have like oh, okay. nothing, nothing on gaming. So like, I'm very intrigued. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Because to me, gaming is almost like, like movies. It's so interesting to me. It's so uh, cool. Oh, it is cool. I'm, I don't play games, but I love watching people play games. I've started watching YouTube videos of people play games. <laughs> Wait, really? Like which ones? Um, well, I was really into watching this one guy. He was on live. Facebook has like a gaming tab now. So I was yeah. watching this guy on Facebook gaming play um, Outcast. Outlast? <laughs> Girl, you still mispronouncing it. There's a new one coming out soon. Another one? Mm-hmm. Are you going to die at the end of this one? I don't know. I hope not. That pissed me off. <laughs> I was rooting for you. <laughs> I don't know what your character's name was, but I was rooting for him. He yeah, got his hand cut off and everything. For what? Yeah, I don't I don't remember. Also just die? Uh, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. He even made didn't he even make it like outside at one point and he uh, went back in? Yeah. Sorry, stupid. I'm just spoiling the whole game, but it's on YouTube, so whatever. <laughs> just go fucking watch it. <laughs> anyway, right. pop culture. Yeah, let's talk about pop culture. Okay, so y- y'all know who Peloton Cody is? I didn't know he who he was until a couple of days ago when coincidentally Nick also told me about him, but not in this context. Okay, I'm obsessed with Peloton Cody. I think he's so funny. He makes me want to get a Peloton. Okay, so sadly, Cody Rigsby, Peloton Cody, and Cheryl Berg, who is his partner on Dancing with the Stars, both got COVID. So they weren't able to participate in this week's um dance (laughs) i don't know what to call it in this week's episode of dancing with the stars um but they were able to participate remotely and i watched the video and i've never seen cody like really dance like i've seen his little twerking moments um during his peloton workouts by the way i don't work out i don't have a peloton i just watch tiktok (laughs) (laughs) but I've, i've seen his moves i know he has hips I know he has the energy i know he has the gall the gumption the goopery i know he's got it and let me just say, he killed it. They danced to Give Me More by Britney Spears. And my mom was telling me, because my mom is a fan of Dancing with the Stars. I am not really a fan anymore, but my mom's been giving me updates. And she was like, I'm so sad Cody's not going to be here this week. He was so excited for Britney week. And I'm really happy for him. 
So if you haven't watched it, it's on YouTube. It's amazing. I, I watched it before this episode. I will say, uh, I don't know if this is typical of Dancing with the Stars, but I found it strange that it was a cover of Gimme More. So like they got oh, yeah, the rights they to use the do. song. Yeah, they always do covers. It's very weird and very annoying. Like in Disney week, when it's like literally Disney, it's on ABC yeah. and they still have someone covering the Disney song. What's up and with it that? sounds like trash. Yeah, it's not good. I'm sorry mm-hmm. if you're the lady that does the Dancing with the Stars covers. If you're listening, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like you are nothing compared to the actual <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hear Britney. Whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's hella annoying, but yeah, Cody Rigsby can move. We knew this, but like this really confirmed it. <laughs> it just made me happy to see him because I love him. He's so funny. I want him oh, to be my friend. Oh. Okay. On to a more serious note. Oh. Um, have you heard about this? No. Okay. Lizzo girl, we got, we got some problems. We, we have some problems. All the rumors um, are true. <laughs> The rumors are true. I have beef with Lizzo now. She said Chris Brown is one of her favorite, or is her favorite person. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Where did she say this? And was it elicited? Bro, no, she literally just said it. She was like with him. Lizzo, Chris Brown. I don't even know the full context, but she was like with him. Oh yeah. Okay. She was trying to get a photo with him and she told him he was her favorite person. Like, bitch, what? Wasn't she just in Rihanna's Fenty show? The gall. Right. And it's like, people are like, that was a long time ago. So what? He's still abused many women between then and now. He's literally a rapist. Like, what the fuck? And so people all over, if you go on Lizzo's TikTok, her last like three videos have just been flooded with comments about that. And then her most recent TikTok, she used the like Bo Burnham sound where um, it's like part of her song where she says, um, through my hair back maybe how you feel and then it cuts to Bo Burnham going yeah going but it cuts to Bo Burnham going I do not feel good she posted that and everybody was like "Uh yeah because people are holding you accountable for saying Uh that Chris Brown is your favorite person that's disgusting and so it just really made me think like how literally we cannot even start to begin to fall down the trap of idolizing celebrities because they will always disappoint us which is fine. Like they're people, they're people. We get that. And I think that we hold celebrities to a much higher standard that we hold other people, but at the same time, they have a much bigger platform than other people. So they need to watch what they say, or they need to address the things that they say. I think part of the problem is that she hasn't said anything other than this stupid TikTok. Yeah. Why don't we hold like politicians to as high a standard as we hold celebrities? Oh my God, for real. Like uh, let there be hell if anyone AOC, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, anyone say that someone like Chris Brown is their favorite person. I will rain hell upon them. (laughs) (laughs) Not on my watch. Not on my watch, honey. I don't care if he is black. I don't care if he's a good singer, a good dancer. I don't care if he's a daddy. Like, whatever. He sucks. Mm -hmm. Because he's never apologized either. Right. It's like, dude, own up to it. I mean, you know, he won't, but Lizzo own up to it. Why would you say that? Even if it was just to get a picture with him, why do you want a picture with him? He's a rapist. Ew. Yeah. Flop. He's an alleged rapist. Sorry. I don't want to get sued. 
Well, he's definitely not an alleged domestic abuser. Right. Well, yeah. If if that was the only thing on him, it would still be bad. It would still be bad. Exactly. Yeah. So always check yourself on who you're worshiping because they're humans. <laughs> Just like your friends say stupid shit, your favorite celebrities do too. Indeed. So, yeah. Sorry. Sad for Lizzo. Anyway... <laughs> Two people that I also don't like, but love talking about <laughs> Kanye and Kim. Oh, wait, stop. I almost said Kanye and Kim West. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Kardashian West and Kanye West, her estranged or allegedly estranged husband, recently had dinner. And people are saying now that their divorce is on hold because a few months ago, Kanye was rapping or something and he said <laughs> that Kim was still in love with him. So, hmm, interesting. Well, didn't you, wasn't like one of our stories on our first episode back about how he renewed, they renewed their vows like live or something? Okay, shit? yeah. The, okay, so Kanye had multiple like album listening parties before he surprise dropped Donda. And one of them was at Soldier Field in Chicago. And Kim went on stage with him and was wearing a white wedding dress. And I don't think people could like hear everything, but people were suspecting that they like basically got remarried on stage. And it was like, what? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure right now, Kanye is always changing his Instagram. He's one of those weirdos who can't just like use social media like a regular human. Uh Okay, one of the few pictures he has on his Instagram is this picture of her in her Dementor costume. Uh, from the Met. <laughs> and it like kind of scared me when I opened it. I was like, I did a little. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and now all of a sudden, wait, before he used to only follow Kim Kardashian and now he follows 3,000 people. So that's interesting. I don't know how he went through and hit follow 3,000 times, but. I can't stand them. Literally the only value I see in her are the memes and the only value I see in him is like a couple of good songs from back in the day. Right. Bring back 2008 Kanye, please. Um, yeah. So that's weird. I think they're realizing that they like can't maintain like uh, the social status that they want without each other. So like I dead ass think it because like she seemed very like set on leaving him like when she was talking to Chris about it in that keeping up with the Kardashians clip and she felt like really good about it and was like I'm ready to just like do me like I'm gonna move on and like because he lives in Wyoming now like she's like I don't want another I don't want a husband that lives in a whole other state like that's fucked up and like that's legit like that is a legit reason to leave someone yeah and he literally called her and her family white supremacists on social media so that's kind of weird like i i think that would cause a little bit of a rift in a relationship so i i honestly think that they are having such a hard time letting go because of the clout that they continuously feed each other like him whether we like it or not is a fashion icon anytime she's wearing kanye's clothes his clothes are going to sell and vice versa anytime kanye talks about kim or brings her on stage at his listening parties she's going to be all over the news like it works they're psycho but it works so interesting interesting weird people <laughs> now on to like a little bit more of like a weird thing okay have you been seeing this stuff about denzel i read the story since it was on the outline i was not familiar but now i am okay so ellen pompeo from uh gray's anatomy <laughs> why did that take me so long she on like a podcast she has a podcast now which 
Lame. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just all these randos I'm coming out of the kidding. woodwork. I know. Of course. We set the trend and I didn't we? Um, no, we didn't. We didn't start podcasting, but um, Ellen Pompeo has a podcast now and she said something recently about how she had a tense exchange with Denzel Washington while he directed an episode of Grey's Anatomy. And like, the more we look into it, the more it was just like, she didn't like that. He was like being a director and telling her what to do. And then now all of a sudden, Katie Couric is like, ah, Denzel was scary. <laughs> and really quick, I just want to read the exchange that is in question. All right, you ready? I'm so ready. So Katie Couric asked, said to Denzel, she said, Denzel, do you feel, you know, some people say Hollywood folks should stick to acting? And he said, I don't know what Hollywood folks are. First of all, Hollywood is a town that has some stars on the sidewalk. I don't know anyone from there, which correct. <laughs> he said, I'm not Hollywood folk. I don't know who they are. And then Katie Couric said, are you an actor who would rather not? And then he cut her off and said, I'm not that either. I'm a human being. My job is acting. And she said in like a recent interview or something that, oh, is this part of her? Hold on. Is this in her memoir? She, she been wild and lately Katie Couric, but basically she said she was shaken after that interview with him. And I'm just like, why are all, okay. Two white women are doing the white women thing and being like, eh scary he's literally doing nothing to them like he's just living his life he was like right on cue right on right it made sense his quips about being not being hollywood folk honestly like was it a little i don't even want to say it's aggressive because like if a white man would have talked to her like that she would not have been quote unquote shaken she would have just been like wow okay yeah preach but like yeah it's just it's, bothering me it's not aggressive i will say that First of all, Katie Kirk and Ellen Pompeo, calm down. It's really not that serious. <laughs> like, you're wrong. But also, I do think that, Denzel, you can you can participate a little bit more when you're in an interview, I think, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't I wasn't there, so I wouldn't know, but it it, it I actually I should I should find like a clip and listen to it. But it gives a I vibe mean, of it's like can't be bothered. It's like then just don't do the interview, bro. I, know. I wouldn't call but that scary do people, but think about it this way do people say the same thing about robbie robert robbie robert downey jr when he claps back at people for bringing up his past addiction and like drug abuse problems oh, like no people true. are like wow oh my god he's sticking out for himself denzel's doing oh, the yeah. same thing and now he's scaring a white woman that's true well that's what i mean like like her saying she's scared it's like are you fucking flower kidding? demons i can't yeah Anyway, flower demons. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to end on the pop culture section, hashtag protect Denzel Washington. Honestly, like he does not need this. He's literally just living his life. He has not said a peep. These women are just doing the white women tears type type shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should we do the that media moment? Let's, oh my God. It's time for the media moment. Uh, so I had lots of things to choose from this week. Hold up, of, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Didn't you go first last week with your Stuart Little looking ass? What was yours last week? Hmm. 
What was yours last Anyway. Week? What was it? No, I need to know. Do you remember? <laughs> Hold on. Could... I feel no. like I remember you going first because I was like, what no. the fuck is up you, with Stuart you, Little? You went first because remember I was saying that we made a mistake the previous week when you let me go first. So you Yeah, went wasn't first. that like two weeks ago? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Mm. All right. I'm just going to go. So I have many things to choose from this week. I watched Skyfall in preparation of seeing No Time to Die on Thursday night. But I was like, eh, you know, I can hold on that. I started watching Insecure. Phenomenal show. But I'm going to talk about that in a few weeks once I watch some more of it. So instead, I'm going to talk about a new docuseries on HBO Max that I watched this weekend at my mom's house called The Way Down. It has a long subtitle, but we're just going to stick with The Way Down. Okay. Have you heard of this? It dropped on September thirtieth. Okay. Whoa. So it is. It is about about Jesus. It is about <laughs> this church called Remnant Fellowship in Brentwood, Tennessee, which is a very affluent, church-ridden neighborhood in Tennessee. And this fellowship was founded by this woman called Gwen Shamblin. I'm going to show you pictures of her in a second. Um, so it was founded by this woman, Gwen Shamblin, uh, which is a little rare, you know, for a church, especially in Tennessee, to be matriarchal in terms of leadership. Um, but the whole thing about it was she was tying weight loss to Christianity and the whole, like, the whole uh, philosophy of remnant was, you know, losing weight by devoting to God, blah, blah, blah. Instead of thinking of food, think of, thinking of, of God. Um, so she got a lot of followers. And in the late 90s, she got a lot of media attention. They show a lot of clips. She was on Larry King. Anyway, I'm a little annoyed by the series because it's five total episodes and only three are out. And apparently the last oh. two will be available, quote unquote, sometime in 2022. And I'm like- What? How is that allowed? Just, I don't know. Why didn't you just wait? Like, I don't, I don't see the point in that. Anyway- um, so the story is not complete, but it just details the controversies about this fellowship, the controversies about Gwen and her family, but the wrinkle in this, and this is where I could see maybe why HBO made the decision to air the last two next year. There was a plane crash in May of this year and Gwen- her husband and multiple members of her family died in this small plane crash. So I don't know. I don't, apparently her husband was the pilot. <gasps> so I like, I need to know, need to know more. I need 2022 to happen. I was very disappointed when it said tune in next year, but it was very interesting. And that being said, I know that we try not to comment on people's appearances when we talk shit about them, <laughs> but I just need to share my screen so you can see pictures of this woman, mainly because of her hairstyle. Uh oh, um, she have a Karen hairstyle. D- girl, you're not ready. I'm sharing oh my, my screen. Hold on. I'm so excited. You're not ready. Can you see? <gasps> Look how high. Look how close to God. Look how close to God. You see that? Okay, she low-key looks like um the Long Island medium. What's her name? Oh my God. You're so right. <laughs> right? That's the first, I swear to God, that is the first Teresa Caputo. Yes. Okay, the hair. Like it's also very high to God. <laughs> yeah. 
like are there bumpets involved I, yeah it's oh my just, god her hair much. must be so- oh what 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 <laughs> i was gonna say her hair must be so dead <laughs> no not like on purpose like i'm just thinking like she must tease it and put hairspray in it like her hair was probably like ew stop yeah and then i was like wait she died <laughs> i'm sorry okay but clearly this woman is some kind of cult leader so i can laugh yeah right? no that's the whole thing about it is like they're basically saying remnant is like a cult which it is so i just thought it was fascinating uh maybe wait till next year when all the episodes are out but i will be tuning in what is this called again the way down and the they it's, down. it's called the way down like w-a-y but the whole like trademark thing is the way down diet like as in weight so i think that's why oh that. okay okay yeah interesting I recommend if you want, if you don't like Christians and you want to hear a, a tale spun, an incomplete tale. Sounds really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Maybe come 2020, sometime in 2022, I'll watch it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for mine? You can yeah. see it on the screen. Yeah. Get into it. Okay. <laughs> Get into it. Okay. So my media moment is Planet Her by Doja Cat. Um, <laughs> I've talked about the South Mama Instagram before, but I just had to give it a special shout out again this week because like, I kind of like stopped listening to it for a while. And then I like rediscovered it this week by like, I heard a TikTok sound with, um, oh gosh, hold on. Let me open Spotify. I need to remember what song it is. It's the one with the weekend. Hold on. Hold on. It's called, um, you rat, uh, you right it's called you right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just i can't get over how like kind of genius this album is like i was listening to that song i was listening to you right and then like listening to it like right before or after like another song that sounds completely different like the opener woman you know um the one uh let me be yeah sounds completely different than like the really heavy like dark r&b songs and then again sounds like completely different from kiss me more so it's just like a very versatile genre bending album but it all fits and it's awesome <laughs> i love it i love it i love it i don't even like it we... that much i just love this album <laughs> Didn't we have a conversation like maybe a month or so ago where we were, it was, it was soon after the album first came out and you were like, it's making me randomly sing lines in my apartment. Right. And we talked about this. Yeah. I, I, just... I, I, I related because after I gave it a listen through, I couldn't get payday stuck out of my head. So I would just randomly be like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> see what i always think is um like lines from i don't do drugs but with ariana grande where she's like it's just so good and then she go yeah it's so good lots of very catchy hooks in that album yeah it's very genius i hope I haven't looked, but I hope she wrote a lot of it. <laughs> I also like uh, Need to Know. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's my favorite, like favorite. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, this, this is going to be a long one guys, gals, and everyone in between. Bro, why do I keep hitting my mic? Oh my gosh. Know. What is wrong with me? You're into it tonight. I'm like really just not like the word i'm mm-hmm. thinking of you know like uh calibrated i'm like oh. thrown off by like being in this weird space oh i feel that i'm very tired like i think tonight so let's go to bed right after we're done recording night oh i forget it's 10 by you i was like at nine o'clock <laughs> but also last night i was on that game night that was three and a half hours long and i had four beers so maybe <laughs> i just didn't get enough sleep yeah i think that's it <laughs> it was a good time but I'm happy for you. Anyway, yeah, this this has been a long one. Cool. We did better last week at keeping it brisk, but I feel okay about it because, I mean, I gave you guys what you wanted. You have an episode that's under an hour now, so that means we can do five yeah. more. That's over an hour. Right. <laughs> We're not lying anymore. We're not lying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> okay. Well, have a good night. Have a good night. Talk to you next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>